In today's story, Jesus enters into Jerusalem. We've officially made it to Holy Week, the week leading up to Jesus hanging on a cross. These are the final days, and they are so important. Notice what Jesus says and what he does, because he manages this final week masterfully, fulfilling a whole bunch of Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah, including Zechariah 9.9 in today's story, which says, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem, see your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. Welcome to Season 6 of Stories in Scripture, a podcast dedicated to telling the big story of the Bible, one piece at a time. In this season, we are walking through Mark's Gospel. Our hope is that these short episodes will lead you into more, into a time of reading, reflection, prayer, whatever it is for you. The goal is that you let the amazing story about the Savior of the world transform the way you live out your life today. The final stretch into Jerusalem always brought back so many memories for Peter trips he had taken since he was young for festivals in Jerusalem. The pain and fear in his father's eyes, knowing full well they couldn't afford to break from fishing for a week, and yet the deeper resolve to do what was right, always. The older he got, the more thankful he was becoming for his father's rigid rules. Peter, Jesus said, take Matthew with you into the village ahead of you. When you enter it, you will find a colt tied there which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why you are doing this, say the Lord needs it and will send it back here shortly. Peter stood there waiting for more instructions, but apparently that was the extent of it. So Peter nodded to Matthew and the two set off together. Sure enough, as soon as they entered the village, there was a colt tied at a doorway. That was fast. Matthew said. Peter shrugged and began to untie it, but no sooner had he gotten the knot free that he heard a shout. Hey, an angry voice said behind him, what are you doing? Why are you untying that colt? Peter gulped, but dutifully used the line he was told to use. The Lord needs it and will send it back here shortly. The words did the trick, almost like they were the password the angry onlooker was waiting to hear. He simply nodded and let them carry on with their business before sprinting down toward Jerusalem. They brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it. He sat on it, leading the team into Jerusalem. To Peter's shock, the people were waiting. Somehow word had gotten out. The crowd knew what was coming. Many people spread their cloaks on the road before them, while others spread palm branches they had cut in the fields. Peter could barely hold back his emotions as the crowd erupted in cheers, shouting in unison, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Jesus wasn't impressed or moved or apparently affected by their words at all. Instead, he led them into the temple courts and looked around. Everyone was staring at him as if waiting for the show to begin. But instead, Jesus turned to the disciples. It's late. We're almost out of daylight. 
Let's go back to Bethany. We'll come back tomorrow. This scene is super important. First, Passover is at hand. If you've ever read Exodus, Passover is the story about God saving his people from oppression in Egypt and bringing them into the promised land. Our story is taking place about 1,500 years later, and everyone is in Jerusalem to celebrate Passover, and yet they are once again oppressed, this time by Rome. Think about that for a second. When a large group of people, like tens of thousands of people, get together to celebrate freedom while being oppressed, that has the potential to be a dangerous week. Like if there's ever going to be a revolt, a rebellion, it's probably going to happen during Passover. Which takes us to number two. There is a reason why the crowd is all gathered there together. There is a reason they all show up to shout Jesus' praise. There is a reason they lay palm branches out before him and shout Hosanna. It's because they were ready for the Messiah to overthrow Rome. Cloaks were laid out on the dirt for royalty, for the coming king. Palm branches were a sign of victory. And Hosanna means save us, we pray. They are ready to fight, to overthrow, to win back victory. Third, did you notice in verse 11 how Jesus comes into Jerusalem from the east and then enters straight into the temple? It feels like an odd moment. All this buildup, crowds cheering, he enters the temple and then he looks around for a second and said, well, let's get out of here for the night. But as small of a moment as that may be, there is actually something bigger going on. All throughout the scriptures, prophets are prophesying about the coming Messiah. Ezekiel says it this way in Ezekiel 43.4, All the glory of the Lord came into the temple through the east gateway. Jesus is showing everyone present that he is doing everything on purpose. Because to bring it all the way to Mark's opening line, this biography is the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. Here's one last thought that is fascinating to think about. We know from the rest of the story that there is another man who rode into town for Passover. His name is Pilate. He was a Roman prefect, think governor. He was a big deal, and he didn't live in Jerusalem. Instead, he rode into Jerusalem probably with a whole bunch of soldiers, and we assume it was to watch over the city during Passover. So think about the dichotomy. Pilate rides in on a stallion, symbolic for victory, while Jesus rides in on a colt, which is symbolic for peace. Pilate is surrounded by soldiers. Jesus is surrounded by a ragtag group of disciples. Pilate is ready to fight, if needed. Jesus talked over and over again about the importance of surrender and turning the other cheek because Pilate was there to protect Rome, but Jesus was there to usher in a brand new kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, two very different ways of living. And here's what's interesting. We are still talking about one of them today. The only reason we talk about Pilate still is in the context of the Jesus story. 
The way of the kingdom sounds completely counterintuitive, and yet it leads to life, an abundant, full, eternal life. And so, take a moment and think about your life. Is there a way you are trying to live like Pilate instead of Jesus? We all do it, but we aren't destined to continue down that path. Today, you have another opportunity to make a shift, to repent, and to get back to following the way of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stories in Scripture. We hope Season 6 is bringing Mark's gospel to life for you and that this episode helped you see the bigger picture Mark is painting for us. If you are enjoying this podcast, we'd love for you to share it with your friends, and rating and review it goes a long way as well. We love getting to tell these stories and appreciate you coming along for the ride. So we'll see you next time for our next story.